At Sun State Federal Credit Union, it's not about the money. It's about you. It's about belonging to something bigger than any one of us alone. It's about more than just having an account. It's about being an owner. It's about making decisions based on whether they're right or wrong as opposed to whether they'll maximize profits. It's about pooling our resources into a cooperative financial institution to help us make our community stronger. On the web at sunstatefcu.org. Sun State Federal Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. At the office, your days are a blur, and it can be a grind. That's why you live to find your downtime in the dirt. We get you. Gatorland Kubota helps you get it done. From all the equipment you could need to a service department that knows how to keep it running right. Everyone needs a little me time. You get yours on the back of your Kubota tractor. When it comes to the right equipment to get the most out of what you really work for, we get you. And we have a Kubota for every job. Gatorland Kubota, Northwest 13th Street in Gainesville. Online at GatorlandKubota.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. And I hope you will do that today. Of course, tonight, the NBA draft. If you have a favorite NBA team, would love to hear from you and uh, hear who you'd like to have drafted, considering where you pick and the realities of what's actually going to happen in the draft. Um, Also, Mike Martin's career comes to an end as FSU falls in the College World Series. So his illustrious career is over. And uh, we're going to talk to a gentleman who played for Mike Martin, who's been covering the College World Series. You see him on MLB Broadcast 2. He's uh, been a guest of our program before, and we're always glad to have Eduardo Perez join us. Eduardo, thank you for doing this. Um, I miss being out in Omaha with my Gators, but, you know, that's how it is. Um, when, when, when Mike Martin and FSU were eliminated, Eduardo, um, I got to start with that. What was going through your mind, if anything, after the career of Mike Martin is now officially over? What a great run, um, and what a way to finish. I know that Florida State and other fans, we wanted – uh, to see him go out on top celebrating something different than he's ever done in the 40 years of being a head coach, uh, leaving him with the national championship uh, trophy back to Tallahassee, and that's not going to happen. But it's still time to celebrate the journey that he's had for the 40 years and the impact that he's had on young men. Um, and he's, as I've always said, the creator of men. Uh, you go there as, as a kid and you leave there prepared uh, to, to take on the world. And Mike Martin, he's an unbelievable communicator, and and everyone that has crossed paths with him as a student athlete or just as a person leaves with something that says, wow, thank you. Thank you, Mike, and uh, thank you, Eleven. And and, uh, that's why I've always been so gracious for everything that he's done uh, for me and and my family. Um, just from a thumbnail view, Eduardo, of the entire College World Series to this point, what's been some of the impressions you have? 
it's 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 the greatest show on dirt. It really is. This is for me the College World Series is actually a relief to come and see kids go to the ballpark, uh, have players be so accessible, the fans cheering for their team and also cheering a great play. Uh, and and just the people of Omaha, and because of it, it's 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 a, it's a great time to in June. I always look forward to it. It's marked off in my calendar. My family knows that this is where we are going to be, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's a great tradition. It really is, and 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 the people of Omaha, they 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 expect this, and and they know how to host, and and that's why this is again, as I already said it. And it's, it's used on the promotions, the greatest show on dirt. But it's not only between the lines; it's outside the lines also. Is this Vandy's tournament to lose at this point? Well, they're the number one seeded team here right now. Uh, now that UCLA got eliminated from uh, Michigan, but it might be their uh, their tournament to lose. But let's not count Michigan out of it. Let's not count Mississippi State out of it because. And, and, and even Louisville, all the teams that still have an opportunity, Texas Tech played really good, uh, really well yesterday with good defense and everything. It's, um, it's, it's anyone's team to, uh, a tournament to win. Uh, some guys have to do it the hard way. Some have to do it the easy, easier way. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're here in Omaha, that means you have an opportunity and that means you've gone through, um, uh, through the thick and thin to get here. And, and, and that's why I respect all the teams and all their head coaches. Four SEC teams made the field. And, you know, if, if you don't have uh, a pony in the race from the SEC, so to speak, Michigan's been kind of a fun team to watch grow uh, from that Clemson coaching tree. Um, when you look at Michigan, Eduardo, what, what kind of team do you see? I see a team that's inspired. I, I really do. I see, I see a team that, that, that has really good pitching. They are, they are three deep in the starting rotation. Uh, and if you have pitching and you're three deep, you're prepared to play in Omaha. And especially if you start off two and out. And uh, that's what they're, that's what they do. They're athletic. They're faster than any other team out here. They're aggressive on the bases. They put pressure on defense. Um, they are, they, they know how to lose. And this is the part that, some other teams don't know how to bounce back from a loss or not. Even if they do lose in a game three, don't count them out uh, because they, they know how to turn the page quickly. Um, they're resilient, and, and, and I love everything that Coach back, uh, uh, Backus has, has been able to do with, with, with that program. Let's not forget he came from Vanderbilt. He knows how to build a program, and he builds it on athletes. And he said it the other day um, – he said it the other day during our telecast. He he wanted to build a team that resembles the United States. So there's a lot of background there, and I think that so that's what works really well. Um, while I have you, Eduardo, a couple of things in the MLB perspective. I don't know if you have a thought about this, but the the whole idea of extending netting in Major League Baseball parks to help protect fans. Are you a fan of that? Should that, in your opinion, be done? Anything to protect the fan. The fan base is actually what gets you to the, to the uh, what really makes an a team. You know, you want the fan attendance to be there. You want your kids to be safe. You want your family to be safe. And in today's world, where and I go to a lot of stadiums, and a lot of people are on their smartphones during at bats, and they're not looking up because either they're they're answering an important text message or an email, 
or they're looking up a stat or whatever it may be, um, I would I would want them protected. And and you know what? At, at the beginning, it's going to be a little bit difficult to be able to, to to tell a person that's not used to having a netting in front of them. How am I going to catch a foul ball? Why am I bringing a glove? You can still bring a glove to the stadium. I mean, the pop-ups will still be there. You can still to still catch something in the air. But at the end of the day, it's about being able to get everybody safe and be safe. And I think that's that's the most important part. So I would be all in from line to line. I've seen it done in Japan. I've seen it done in Korea. I've seen it done internationally in Europe and some of the baseball fields there. So why not? Eduardo, when I was a kid, uh, getting to the Hall of Fame, if a starting pitcher had 300 wins, if you hit 500 homers, uh, you were pretty much in the Hall of Fame, but we all know what's happened to some of the starting pitchers. Sabathia gets number 250 last night. Is he a Hall of Famer in your view? Yes. Yes. And um, I answered adamantly on this one. Is he going to be a first ballot? I don't know. I don't think so. But he is a Hall of Famer. And, um, and uh, he would get my vote on the first ballot. But uh, the, the reason I say this is in today's game, it is so difficult right now to, to measure the numbers, but what you can measure is dominance. And C.C. Sabathia was one of the most dominant pitchers in a 10-year, 12-year span that there was. He's, I made my living off lefties. I know what a tough lefty looks like. C.C. Sabathia was and still is that tough lefty. He's a, he's a grinder. He's a, he goes out there. He competes. Yeah, the numbers... The numbers look great. Could they look better? At the end of the day, it's about dominance. And see, Sabathia has done it. Longevity, he's done it. Off the field character, he's there. Um, and he, he's a great example to the African American community. My vote is yes. And um, and and what he's going to accomplish once he's done playing, I think, is even bigger than what he's accomplishing on the field right now. Our guest on Sports Scene, Eduardo Perez. You've been seeing him covering the College World Series in Omaha. Of course, you also see him on the telecast of Major League Baseball. I'll leave you with two last questions, Eduardo. Minnesota, I understand the Central Division is not the best in the world, but my gosh, they're 20 something games over 500 at this point. Did you expect that out of Minnesota? 20 some games, no, but I expected them to win the division. I picked them to win the division. I think I think Jonathan Scope had an off year last year. I mean, I thought he was going to bounce back, but Showalter always said that this guy is probably one of the best second basemen in baseball. Obviously, you have Altuve and Cano in that conversation when Buck was talking about it. I think C.J. Crone, given the opportunity to do what he did last year in Tampa Bay, do it again in Minnesota, was uh, it was going to happen. I think Miguel Sano and Byron Buxton, I thought we're going to have comeback years. They're going to be healthy. And most importantly, I think two guys that are underrated players, Eddie Rosario and Max Kepler, those two guys offensively were going to be studs, and they have been. So you put in that offense. You bring in and you sprinkle a little bit of pitching. Martin Perez started off the season great with a cutter. You have Adovino, uh, um, Odorizzi, sorry, Odorizzi that's been uh, uh, fantastic for them. Uh, this, is, this is a team that can compete. They will add pieces. They have the financial structure to be able to do that. And because of that, and in a weak division that has the White Sox, Tigers, Royals, and I thought that the Cleveland Indians not taking care of their outfield early on in the year 
and depending on a pitching staff that was already uh, used up a lot because of postseason play so many consecutive years, I thought it was their time. And I think their front office saw the same thing, and I think the players are feeling it. But I never expected them to be as good as they are, but I still expected them to win that division. Last question for you. The L.A. Dodgers sit at something like 50-25, and 25, and we all know how successful they've been the past few years, but they've not won a world championship. So two-part question, Eduardo. Is there pressure on this franchise to do that? And if there is, do players feel that pressure? I don't think the players feel it, and I don't think the franchise uh, feels it either. I think they put on a great product. They continue to go to the World Series the last two years. Uh, their players, are, far, are most of them are homegrown. They're versatile. They can withstand injury. And um, this, that's what the fans want. They're consistent. When I go out to L.A. and I look at the fans, they still pack the stadium. They still love the product they see. It's unfortunate that they've had to go up against the Red Sox and the Astros the last two years, and they've been beat up on. But what we're seeing this year from Cody Bellinger, from Muncie again another year, from Taylor the way he's swinging the back, Kiki Hernandez, you could say the same thing, and Peterson. Uh, these are guys that, that understand how the system works. There's no... There's no soap opera with, with uh, if it's a Yasiel Puig there anymore. It's just baseball players that want to play the game, that are coachable, they want to win, and they're having phenomenal years uh, going about it. When Eduardo Perez is with us, it's always good stuff talking baseball with him. And, of course, uh, out in Omaha, plus coverage of MLB on ESPN. Eduardo, thank you, sir, for your time. All right, you got it. Take care. Keep yes, watching. sir. It's, uh, it's still a great series. All right. All right. Thanks, Eduardo. Eduardo Perez out in Omaha uh, covering the College World Series and, of course, talking a little MLB as well. Um, I can announce this now. If everything goes right, tomorrow Joe Namath will be our guest. Uh, Joe has a new book out, and uh, we will talk to him about that. Uh, I have read excerpts of it. Um, he's very frank in this book about his drinking, uh, the fact that it almost killed him. Uh, you'll hear, I hope, if things go right, uh, him talk about that tomorrow here on Sports Scene. Uh, Sarah is producing today, and Eduardo is the only guest we have today. So, that means we got a long time to fill. But I do want to ask this. Um, we've not heard, at least, now maybe on the tailgate it happened, but I've not heard from one Miami fan concerning this football game coming up in the not-too-distant future. All of a sudden, uh, Patrick actually emailed me. If you have listened to this show for a long time, there was a dude named Crazy Walter, and Crazy Walter was a crazy Miami fan, and he would call and dish it out. I don't know if he's still around. I don't know anything, but Crazy Walter, if you're around, just saying, would love to have you back. And you can 
you know, sing the praises of Miami if you would like. Um, also today, interesting conversation about this. O.J. Simpson has served time in jail, correct? I think we all know that, right? He is still in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Aaron Hernandez had a star, or whatever that is, here at Florida, you know, that block, not there, all right? Billy Cannon won the Heisman Trophy back in 1959. Billy Cannon served jail time. Didn't take it away, but they took away Reggie Bush's Heisman. So what's fair in that? Because I've always felt, and if you want to disagree with me, you certainly can, it's back to Vernon Maxwell. Vernon Maxwell's stats are all obliterated from the Gator record books, which I think is ridiculous. I saw Vernon Maxwell play. I know he played at Florida. I watched him. I watched him score points. And yet, that was taken, they were taken away. Well, Jason Williams was basically kicked out of school back in the day, but his points weren't taken away. His, his stats weren't taken away. So where do you sit on that? If an athlete is part of a school or whatever and he or she runs afoul of the law, do you think that award should be taken away? Because, and I'm not going to sit here and defend what Aaron Hernandez allegedly did after he played football here, but what he did playing football here, again, he was part of championships. Interesting conversation. We hope you will have it. Of course, NBA draft. Got a question about that? Uh, you can let us know. 1219, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Hannah Peary. In the MLB, the Rays are now out of first place after being swept by the Yankees. They will face the Oakland Athletics tonight for game one of a four-game series. First pitch is set for 10 p.m. The Marlins will face the St. Louis Cardinals tonight for the final game of their four-game series. The series is currently tied 2-1 with the Cardinals in the lead. First pitch is set for 7-15. The Tampa Bay Lightning's Nikita Kucherov received the Hart Trophy and Ted Lidsey Award last night in recognition of his spectacular 128-point regular season playing for the Lightning. And finally, the College World Series continues tonight with Louisville and Mississippi State facing off in Game 10. Join us here for live coverage starting at 7.40. First pitch is set for 8 p.m. For ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. I'm Hannah Peary. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF.
Hey, what's going on, Gator Nation? It's Justin Tyler. So, summer camp season, it's here, and nobody in Gainesville does summer camp like Okido America. My son Grayson goes to Okido America, and Grayson, tell everybody what you think about them. It's awesome. Okido America is the best. And Okido America was voted best birthday parties and best martial arts in Gainesville, and now they offer the best summer camp options as well. Now, whether you want full days, half days, or individual days, they're all available for the summer for all ages three and up. My kids love going to Okido America, and I know yours will too. Drop by Okido America. America today at 6900 Southwest Archer Road or find out more at okidoamerica.com. An opioid overdose does not need to end in tragedy. At-home rescue treatments like naloxone products can help you save the life of a friend or a loved one. Naloxone is available without a prescription and doesn't need to be administered by a health professional. Learn to recognize the signs of an overdose like unresponsiveness, snoring sounds, and shallow breathing and be prepared for an emergency by keeping a naloxone product on hand. Find out more at isavefl.com. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Children and Families. Napa know-how. Right now, get a five-quart jug of Napa conventional motor oil for just $11.99. That's a pretty unbelievable deal for a pretty unbelievable oil. But trust us, it's totally real, but only for a limited time. So get your five-quart jug of Napa conventional motor oil for only $11.99 today. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Limit six per customer. Offer ends 63019. It's the time of year to enjoy your outdoor lanai and pool area. Let the staff at Electronics World update your outdoor entertainment with a great-sounding pair of outdoor weather-eye speakers. They're available in many sizes that are surface-mounted, rock formation, or plant pods that blend in nicely with any decor. Electronics World also specializes in the SunBright All-Weather Outdoor HDTV line with sizes ranging from 43 to 75 inches. They have a professional installation staff that will do a neat job concealing all the wires. Electronics World is locally owned and located in the Newberry Crossing Shopping Center or Google Electronics world today miss one of our shows check out the replay on wruf.com twitter facebook and the wruf app espn 98.58 welcome back today i'm gonna do something a little bit different too and i'm gonna i'm gonna probably appeal to a uh a generation that is younger, I'm sorry, my age or maybe a little bit younger, okay? I'm going to do something next, about the next 10 minutes or so, and get your opinion, and I will tell you right now, it is non-sports, but it'll be fun. John will join us next. Hi, John. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. With the rain, I hope you can. I can get good reception talking to you right now. Uh, before I get to my NBA uh, topic, um, we we are 30 years from removed. You 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 mentioned uh, Vernon Maxwell. So there's been administration changes over the years. In your opinion, what would it take to get his stats reinstated? Would it take a Gator Nation to voice it? Because I think him being out of sight, out of mind for so many years. I just I'm just kind of posing that question to you. Yeah, um, you know Jeremy uh, had that when he was the AD made that happen and I really think it would have to be something because I think most athletic directors don't like to step on another athletic director if you if you get my point in other words Scott Strickland would say look I wasn't here then I, I don't know all the you know 
ins and outs of this, but the athletic director at the time, you know, made that decision. I'm not touching that. I'm not going to get into that. And I think that would probably be the, you know, prevailing opinion he would have. So if there was to be anything, you know, maybe if Mike White were to ask it or, you know, if if Vernon Maxwell maybe himself, you know, came back and was contrite and said, you know, I apologize, I want to get back in the good graces, maybe that. But other than that, I, I don't think that will change. Yeah. And and the NBA uh, topic, a couple of week, couple of days ago, I guess one of the ESPN shows was had the poll, which I kind of agree with the final results, was the greatest tandem or duo, you know, guard or whatever, so to speak, in the NBA history. And obviously they picked Michael Jordan and uh, Scottie Pippen. Obviously, you know, no-brainer with the six championships. But where, where do you rank Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that aspect? If you're just narrowing it down to two? Yes. Boy, I mean, you know, one. I mean, you got guys now like Clay Thompson and, you know, and Steph. And uh, now the reason that topic was brought up because now you got the, you know, another excitement for the Lakers, you know, Davis and, and LeBron James. So I'm just kind of posing that question because cause the reason I'm asking you this, I was going to ask Jeff that, but you you were around for Magic and, and Kareem, like I did, a lot of a lot of guys. When I've talked to other shows, they they can see stats or, or, or in history, but they never they weren't actually witness to see those guys play. Yeah, I mean, if if you're, and I think it's a great question. I think it all depends on how you measure it. Okay, there's a lot of people, John, who are bottom line people that measure you won X championships. Give give me a perfect example. How about John Stockton, Carl Malone? They were pretty darn good, right? I, I think yeah. we all agree. They're in the Hall of Fame, but they didn't win any championships. So they get sort of relegated, if you want to use just two people now, because they didn't win a championship, where obviously Kareem and Magic, um, Pippen and Jordan, um, Isaiah Thomas, you know, that Pistons group. So, yeah, I mean, so to me, Magic and, and Kareem are probably two. You know, Bird and McHale, how do you do that? Do you go back to Russell Havlicek? I mean, you know, you could right. go way, way back. back yeah. But I think in the last, what, you know, 30 years, I think you'd still have to say Jordan Pippen because of that. Well, I'm going to end with this. I, reason I, I'm kind of saying one and one a, um, because of the time frame of where, you know, the, the scheme of the games is more physical back when when Kareem and Magic played. I think I think there was more com- competition for them to, to get there. But obviously, you, when they had their battles with with the Celtics or if the Sixers got there, Houston with you know, uh, you know with with some of the guys that they had back there. I'm drawing a blank right now, but I mean, I'm not Elijah saying that Jordan, Drexler, one, yeah. yeah. But I'm not saying that Jordan and them didn't have it, but I think that they came to the tail end of when the Pistons were really good. I'm not taking any, anything away from the Bulls and, and Jordan, because he, obviously, we've had that debate. He is the greatest, but uh, 
it's a it's a good debate, and I'm just kind of to get get wanted to get your opinion on it today. Okay, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Yep, thank you, John. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, Williams says it's interesting. I was actually right outside the Hevner complex when they were removing for, uh, Hernandez's brick. My feeling is, if we want to pretend he didn't exist, fine. But we, meaning the university, can't claim that the 08, can't claim the 08 national title. All the revenue, trophies, etc., should be returned. Practically, I don't know it'll ever happen. But the point is, we don't win that title without him. He was that important. That's debatable, debatable. But I see the point. In other words, if if you are really that adamant about removing somebody, then you do what the university did to Vernon Maxwell. You just say, get out. Now, the the flip side of that is going to be, okay, we're not going to be, we all understand he played here, but we're not going to make him a star. We're not going to you know, do anything more than just, okay, he played here. So I think that was what the university, you know, was looking to do. But you can't, I'm, I'm with you, you can't just throw away, you know, him playing here. Uh, Gator Greg says, I've often wondered about the background personnel who assist Gator sports teams. During football games, water boys, girls, equipment people, etc. After games, a ton of uniforms and towels to be washed, etc., same thing for the other Gator sports. Are all these folks who assist the teams paid? Are they volunteer, maybe doing internships? I don't think they're all paid, but I know some are on scholarship. They they earn that. Managers, I know. Um, so, but how many there are, Greg? I do not know. Um, but very important part, and I, you know, as one who travels with Gator baseball, I know the great job those kids do who are managers who do, you know, they go make runs and they do the laundry and, you know, they make sure everything is right. They are invaluable uh, to a program. There's no uh, question about it. Um, All right, quick email here. This is Dan. Dan says, Steve, interesting topic today about Vernon Maxwell. I'm not old enough to remember him playing, but my dad tells me, he was a terrific player for Florida. How do you just take away everything he did and not even include it in a record book? I was not aware of that until you just said it. Actually called my dad. He confirmed that. He said, stupid move. Well, you know, I don't know, but that is the way it is. Um, all right. I don't care what the topic is today. I want you to call up and talk some sports with us. But as you call in today, favorite Beatles song. Having a debate about, I'll I'll give you mine later. Now, you can't go wrong with about 20 of them. But I'm just curious. And I don't mean, I don't give me two or three. I, don't, I want you to narrow it down to one as you call in today. Favorite Beatle tune. 1232, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
that's happening with the Gator Nation? Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Sun State Federal Credit Union likes saving you money for doing the same thing you pay too much for at other financial institutions. If you have an outstanding balance riding on a high-rate retail store or big bank credit card, Sun State would like to save you money every month by offering you a lower interest rate with a Sun State FCU Visa credit card. With your approved credit, Sun State Federal Credit Union can lower your credit card interest rate maybe as much as by half. On the web at sunstatefcu.org, Sun State Federal Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. At the office, your days are a blur, and it can be a grind. That's why you live to find your downtime in the dirt. We get you. Gatorland Kubota helps you get it done. From all the equipment you could need to a service department that knows how to keep it running right, everyone needs a little me time. You get yours on the back of your Kubota tractor. When it comes to the right equipment to get the most out of what you really work for, we get you. And we have a Kubota for every job. Gatorland Kubota, Northwest 13th Street in Gainesville. Online at GatorlandKubota.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see more sunny breaks this afternoon than we have seen in recent days, but scattered showers and storms, they will still develop, and the best chances of those will be from Gainesville North this afternoon, diminishing after 4 o'clock. High temperatures in the lower 90s, lower to mid-70s for tonight. Another chance for storms on Friday, but lower chances than what we have seen earlier in the week. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ray Hawthorne. Get the latest information on your Florida Gators by downloading the WRUF app. Keep in the know and be the envy of your fellow Gators. Whoa! ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. Welcome back to Sports Scene. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. If you have a Facebook Live question, get it to Sarah, and she'll make sure that we get it. And look, I, I, you know how I am. I tell it like it is, and I'm honest. I, I, I want calls because we're in the time of the year where we're in this lull, especially in a college town you don't care much about MLB. You don't care much about the NBA. You don't care much about the College World Series if the Gators aren't in it. And I will also tell you what happened to the Vanderbilt Whistler last night after we brought that up yesterday. Uh, Tim, welcome to Sports Scene. Hello, Steve. How are you today? Great. Hey, Steve. You got about uh, seven or eight guys in the barbershop here that are listening to you. We were talking about the College World Series. And while we were looking and talking about the World Series, we were noticing, noticing not many Afro-Americans that are, uh, that are playing baseball now, and that's kind of a bit of a concern for us because it's such a great, great game. Wanted to get your opinion on, we know some data players, we were asking some questions, and uh, uh, one of the guys, I don't know him, brought up a Ronnie Solwell was good, didn't make it to the pros. Kind of wanted to know why about that guy. I don't really know him. And also, why do you think we don't have as many uh, Afro-Americans that are uh, are in the game right now? And uh, um, we value your opinion. And uh, I'm going to hang up, and we, we're listening to you. Okay. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate the call. Um, glad you brought Ronnie so well up. I coached Ronnie. 
uh, in high school. Um, terrific kid. Uh, played baseball at Florida. Uh, he was a grad assistant for the Gators. Uh, also a uh, very, very good high school football player uh, as well. Um, and I believe, he, now I haven't talked to Ronnie in a while, but I, I believe he's married still to Keisha Bell, um, who played at the University of Florida. And uh, I know they have a family, and uh, you couldn't ask for a better kid than Ronnie. Um, now, as to your question, Tim, it's, it's complicated, but it's not. Let me tell you what I've been told by some members of the African-American community, and anybody who is a member of that community who wants to disagree or give another view, I would love to hear your take. But this is what I've heard. First of all, a lot of African-American kids are playing football and basketball, more so, I think, than back in the day. There aren't as many young African-American kids who are playing baseball. It's just that simple. And I think one of the reasons for that is the money path. Okay, Not that you can't make big money, but what happens in Major League Baseball even with a first-round draft choice? You go to the minor leagues, right? And you got to ride a bus, and you got to pay your dues, okay? If you're good enough out of high school, you can go to the NBA and get paid now. If you're a football player, you can't obviously go right to the NFL, but it's quicker in a lot of cases because there's no minor league. You get drafted, bam, you go to the NFL. You start making your money right away. That is one reason I've been told and, you know, I, I think the legacy of Jackie Robinson has long ago vanished, which is sad. It's really sad. Because if you talk to the, you know, Joe Morgans and people of that ilk uh, who understood what Jackie Robinson did to break the color line in the late 40s, um, it, it's sad that there aren't a lot of African-American players who are playing the game. But I think that was one of the reasons that was given to me because getting money, while you can get it, takes a little more time. Um, Roger says, historically, UAA, UFs had interns and paid them nothing. Obviously, there is some pay, but lots are just used because they can get away with it. Say, I've seen the same thing here at Virginia Tech. Look, I'm not going to get into this. I have no idea... How many, you know, people are paid, not paid? Um, he says, my daughter just ran up against this at West Virginia for a GA position. Favorite Beatle tune, he says. Tough because of the evolution. They went through musically over 10 years. Um, well, it wasn't quite 10 years, but I get the point. He likes Let It Be. And his two cents is that Vernon's records should stand. Okay. Uh Rick says his favorite Beatles tune is Rocky Raccoon. But he says he's also very old. Well, if you like the Beatles, you are old. If you were alive then when the Beatles were happening. So, yeah, 
I get it. Um, okay, it's your time. It's going to be a long show. So I am going to bring up one other subject, and I'm going to, when I do do this in the next hour, I'm going to say, um, for lack of a better term, parental discretion advised. Because it is a very touchy, controversial subject. I'm going to throw it out and see where it goes, but I am going to be the arbiter of the discussion to make sure it doesn't stray too far from where it should stray. And I'm only doing it when I do do it, not because I have an opinion, not because it's wrong or right, it's the world we live in. And it is so complicated now, and this will be one example uh, of it. Bruce says, favorite Beatle tune, Dr. Robert. You don't hear that much, that's for sure. Um, all right, 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. We are getting emails, but I want calls. And again, if there's a, an issue or a subject I've not brought up and you want to bring it up, go ahead. I don't want to resort to, you know, what's your favorite Gator football uniform combination. I don't want to resort to that. I want to talk sports. So if it is the NBA draft, if it is MLB, if it is World Cup, I don't care. You want to talk Gator football for the upcoming season, that's fine too. But, oof, it's over 20 years, it's never changed. This is just the time of the year when this happens. And frankly, this is the time of the year when I wish this was a pro market. Because people would be calling about, if you were in Philly, about the Phillies or, you know, whoever. But, or even the Eagles or whatever else, but... Not the case here, but we just take what we can get, and uh, that's what we will do. Tomorrow, again, if all goes well, you'll hear from Joe Namath on his new book, and we'll talk some Jets things with him as well. Really looking forward to that. Um, childhood hero, and uh, looking forward to talking to him. Sarah's going to, what's the name, Sarah? Okay, now we got it. Is that Prue? Okay, Prue. Okay, Prue. Hello. I'm sorry. Is I I don't know. She told me what your name was, so tell me what it is. I don't I don't think I got it right. Oh, Prue. P R U E. Yeah, I, that's what I, I said. Okay, yes. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Hi. Right, first time calling. I love your show, bro. I love it a lot. It's awesome. Gets me through my day. I wanted to talk to you about the series between the Yankees and the Astros coming up. See what your your thoughts are on like you know us getting healthier and them getting healthier. I'm a Yankee fan. I was gonna say I, I didn't know who the us was. So yeah, uh, <laughs> um, the evil empire. <laughs> well, look, the Yankees were very impressive in in beating Tampa. Um, they yes, knocked sir. Blake Snell out, you know, last night, uh, very early, and now the Rays have to go out to Oakland. The Astros a rare sweep. You know, they were swept by the Reds. Sometimes it's it's my opinion 
It's when you catch a team. You know, sometimes if a team's red hot and you get them, oh boy. But then sometimes mm-hmm. you get them and they're not playing well. So, yeah. I mean, at least the last few games, the Yankees are playing well and the Astros are not. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. But they're getting people back. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you for your call. Uh, let's bring Ray to the program. Hello, Ray. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Hey, let me throw a scenario out to you where Steve Russell is the general manager of the Pelicans. I know you'd rather be general manager of the Knicks. <laughs> okay. But you got that fourth pick yep. now. Do you trade it to the Hawks for the eighth and tenth pick? That's a great question. Um, I would. I would. Um, I think now it just and, – and this is where the scouting and everything, Ray, comes in. I don't know the Pelicans inside and out roster-wise, you know, what they're trying to accomplish, who they have. So, you know, when somebody just blanketly says – would you trade four for eight and ten? Well, who do you think those eight and ten picks will – who's left? Who's going to help your team? What's your position of need? Are you going to be able to get that guy that you think is going to help you at that slot? So a lot goes into that, but I think just, you know, from outside looking in, I would certainly think about doing that, yes. Yes, I would, too. Favorite Beatles song, Old School, I saw her stand in there. And one of the first, too. Yeah. And I'd say put Vernon back in the books. Yeah, you know, and I just brought that up because one of the things I would love to do is interview him. I've not done that, and I don't know that he's done many interviews here, over the years at all, you know, since he left the end. The last time I talked to him, Vernon was in the NBA. I mean, that's how long ago that was. Um, And he's certainly gone through his, you know, personal struggles, uh, not only in college, but, you know, when he was in the pros as well. But um, I I would love to be able to track him down and talk to him. Okay, appreciate it, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ray. Um, You know, Teams are looking to move up in the draft. I don't think there's any question about that. And if you listen to the talking heads, it looks like the guy that people are looking for is Darius Garland, you know, the kid who went to Vanderbilt and got hurt. Um, So, you know, the Knicks were approached by the Hawks to get their third pick for 8 and 10, and the Knicks wisely, in my opinion, said no. Um, Here's the other thing. Most, again, if you listen to the experts, they think this is a top three draft and that after three, there is a bit of a drop-off in talent. So, I don't know. Um... So, Boston is a team that need if they don't get Kyrie Irving, right, they're going to need some guard play, probably a point guard. So, now what? Do they think about doing something? 
Um, so it's always in draft. Drafts are fun for me because of the intrigue. And it's one of my bucket list things to be in a war room for a draft. I would really love that. I, I would love to see what goes into, you know, making the selection, um, that sort of thing. Um, the other thing for the Pelicans, and this is what this is what I don't know. There's been rumor, and it involves Bradley Beal. Is he truly available? If he is, the Pelicans would be real smart to go out and get him and use that fourth pick. But don't know. 1249, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Brett Diogardi. The College World Series continues tonight at 8 p.m. Mississippi State faces off against Louisville in an elimination game. Mississippi State is coming off a 6-3 loss to Vanderbilt, while Louisville recently defeated Auburn 5-3. Both teams have lost to Vanderbilt, who is currently undefeated in Omaha. The NBA Draft is tonight at 7 p.m. Zion Williamson is believed to be the consensus number one pick in the 2019 draft. Outside of the top three picks, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Several teams have been in communication with the Pelicans about the number four pick. The U.S. women's soccer team will face Sweden at 3 p.m. The U.S. has been dominant in their first two games of the World Cup and will face their toughest match yet against Sweden. For ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m., WRUF, I'm Brett Diogardi. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m., WRUF. Brought to you by Gatorland Kubota. Gainesville, your land, your lifestyle. Gatorland Kubota gets you. At AT AT&T, we believe that access to affordable home internet brings you incredible opportunities. You can enjoy the power to explore a digital world of possibilities and connect with family, friends, and the things that matter most. That's why there's access from AT&T. If a member of your household is a SNAP participant, you may qualify for home internet at a discounted rate of $10 a month. No commitment, no deposit, no installation fee. Plus, get an in-home Wi-Fi gateway at no extra cost. Call 1-855-220-5211 or visit att.com slash aware to learn more. SNAP refers to the Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Pricing excludes tax. Service will include a monthly data allowance depending on the type and speed of service you receive. If you exceed your monthly data plan allowance, you will be automatically charged $10 for each 50 gigabytes of data usage in excess of your data plan, even if less than 50 gigabytes is used. For details about data allowances, go to att.com slash internet dash usage Wi-Fi enabled device required. Other restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Steve Russell. I want to talk to you guys and ladies who are experiencing hair loss and want to do something about it. You should know about the Neograft hair restorations offered by Dr. John W. Tyrone, Florida Gainesville's best plastic surgeon for three years. Dr. Tyrone's Neograft team's done hundreds of procedures with amazing results. The process works. Neograft technology has minimal downtime and minimal discomfort and no long scars. Take years off your appearance and boost your self-confidence with Neograft hair restoration by Dr. John W. Tyrone in Gainesville. Check it out at Gainesville Hair Transplant. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. 
Sponsored by the Florida Army National Guard. Aired by the Florida Association of Broadcasters and this station. Wednesday, the Rays were in salvage mode in New York against the Yankees, but it got away very quickly. Snell has already allowed three homers to Sanchez in their matchup. And the pitch driven in the air towards right. Back towards the wall. Meadows looking up. And there's his fourth career homer against Snell. A three-run shot to open it up early. The Yankees three batters in half. A 3 nothing lead. Blake Snell had the roughest start of his big league career, gave up six runs in a third of an inning, and it didn't get much better after that. There's a swing and a drive to right center field and deep. Back out of this already. He's to the wall, and it's gone. A grand slam for Glaber Torres. It's now 12-1. to That turned out to be the final. The race swept in New York, now in Oakland to take on the A's. Charlie Morton to get the start out on the West Coast. Air time on the Race Baseball Network at 9.30. With a race report, I'm Neil Solons for 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Catch the Rays all season on the Rays Radio Network. For tickets, visit RaysBaseball.com. This is Gator men's basketball coach Mike White, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Five minutes left in the hour. Steven says, did you see where LeVar Ball said something inappropriate during a show and banned from ESPN platform shows? Happy day. Agreed. Happy day is right. Uh, let's see here. Bruce says, you think Billy might make a move for Al Horford? Um, the only way I think they, they have Steven Adams, who's really good. The, this is going to sound ridiculous, but go look at the numbers and you'll, it'll, I'll be borne out. The Thunder needs shooters. Russell Westbrook is a volume shooter, but he's not a high percentage shooter. So that's who I think to go after in the draft. Now. Can you get Horford and get a package, you know, because he's a free agent, right? So if you get him as a free agent, he's not going to really help your shooting issue. That's why I would say probably not. Uh, Corey Brewer is a free agent. He's played there before, but, um, you know, his last team was Sacramento, and I think he'll go back to Sacramento. All right, we got about a couple minutes to fill here. Any Facebook Live, Sarah? We can look at that. And if not, okay, I got a couple of emails and we'll round out the hour. It's just, it's tough. It's tough. It's time of the year. It's like pulling teeth. Um, but uh, let's see here. Dennis emails and says, uh, Steve, you mentioned about CeCe Sabathia. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I do. The, look, I, I'd have to do this. I'd have to cheat, and I'm not going to cheat. But I don't know right now the active pitcher that has the most wins uh, in baseball. I would imagine Sabathia is the active leader. I don't know that. I can Google it. But the standard now for starting pitching is different because with a five-man rotation, you don't get as many starts. A lot of times, starters don't stay in the game as long because of the specialization of relievers. And so you don't get, a lot of times, as many wins. So getting to that 300-win plateau, while not impossible, is a lot more difficult. 
So now the standard of you know the starting pitcher, I think, will change. So 250, and I think Eduardo Perez's point when he was on here is right. A lot of times Hall of Fame voters look at how dominant were you in the era you pitched. And I don't know that Sabathia is dominant, uh, Dennis, in the sense of, you know, Sandy Koufax or somebody like that, but he was pretty consistent and, and fairly dominant. So I think he gets in. He won't be a first ballot, but I do think he gets in. And he's going to, I think he's retiring after this year, isn't he? Going to the ESPN booth. Um, so I think this is his last year. But with that, that, that 250 is a nice round number. Probably gets him in. Great question. And, you know, right now, as a matter of fact, maybe during the break I'll Google it and see, you know, who the starting pitcher is uh, active with the most career wins and uh, see what that is. Final email is from for the hour is for Zach. Uh, he says, Steve, I have no idea who Vernon Maxwell is. Wow. Must be young. Must be a youngster. But he says, uh, to take someone's records away is ridiculous. Whatever they did, undo it, and at least put his records back in the record book. He says, P.S., how good was he? Real good, Zach. He played in the NBA for a lot of years. So if you play in the NBA, pretty good. And he was pretty good. Ends our first hour. Eduardo Perez, our guest, we thank him for joining us from Omaha and the uh, College World Series. And, of course, you always see him on ESPN covering Major League Baseball. Hour number two is coming up. going to be a long hour. You call in, give me your fa- favorite Beatles song. I'm just interested. I'll give you mine. And it, it was it's not one you're going to think that is, you know, a favorite of many, but it's one of mine. It is mine. So stay with us. You're tuned to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Call us. Look, I'm on a telethon. Make those telephones ring. Call us and talk sports. Hour two of Sports Scene. to do and you need the right help to do it. Polaris of Gainesville can help you manhandle your to-do list with a new Polaris Ranger, the hardest working, smoothest riding way to get more done this summer. It's time to get out and conquer summer on a 2019 Polaris Ranger. During the Polaris of Gainesville summer sales event, rebates go up to $1,500 and financing is as low as 3.99%. If you're spending part of this summer off-road, make sure it's on the off-road's best-selling automatic ATV, the legendary Polaris Sportsman at Polaris of Gainesville. Hit the 
trails on the Sportsman, which takes any terrain and conquers it like no other ATV. During the Polaris of Gainesville Summer Sales Event, rebates go up to $1,500 and financing as low as 3.99%. The deals are right, so now's the time to find yours at Polaris of Gainesville, U.S. 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. PolarisofGainesville.com. Offers valid in U.S. through 63019 on select new 2014 through 2019 vehicles. Subject to credit approval. Offers vary by model. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Always wear a helmet. Never drink and ride. For sports fans, there's a lot going on. Fortunately for you, the Gators Den Sports Grill inside the Best Western Gateway Grand has TVs everywhere you look, including at your table. But what good is watching your favorite team play without great food? There's different chef specials every day starting at only $5.95. Plus, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, kids under 10 eat free. And be sure to join the Gators Den Sports Grill Champions Club. Check out their schedule at GatorsDenSportsGrill.com. Gators Den Sports Grill, your front row seat to great food, cold drinks, and fun times. At the office, your days are a blur, and it can be a grind. That's why you live to find your downtime in the dirt. We get you. Gatorland Kubota helps you get it done. From all the equipment you could need to a service department that knows how to keep it running right. Everyone needs a little me time. You get yours on the back of your Kubota tractor. When it comes to the right equipment to get the most out of what you really work for, we get you. And we have a Kubota for every job. Gatorland Kubota, Northwest 13th Street in Gainesville. Online at GatorlandKubota.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Thursday. Thanks for making us part of your day. We appreciate when you do and you talk sports with us, which we hope you'll do in this hour. Um, for you recruitniks, bad news. And once again, the bad news revolves around Georgia. An ESPN 300 wide receiver. He is the number 47 ranked recruit overall. Chooses Georgia over Florida. And he comes from St. Thomas Aquinas down in Lauderdale. Um, And it's interesting, the Dogs now have five ESPN 300 recruits from the state of Florida in the class of 2020. So, head-to-head, Georgia wins another one. They now have 10 ESPN 300 recruits for the 2020 class, which is ranked number four at this point, behind Clemson, Alabama, and I think LSU. I think it's LSU. Um, So, wanted to throw that out there for information purposes. Now, you can call us up and talk a little sports. As you do, you can give us your favorite Beatles song. I'll give you mine right now. And I don't know why it is, but I have always liked You've Got to Hide Your Love Away. I just, the words are good. The Beatles use different instruments in the song. Um, I, I don't know. It's always been my favorite. I have a lot of favorites, but that's one of them. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. Got something Facebook Live? 
And our producer today, Miss Sarah, will pass it along. Jeff will talk to us next. Hi, Jeff. I would like to see with the managers, the draft pick they have, I'd like to see them take uh, the scoring guard, Kobe White, maybe give him a chance to develop behind um, the guy they got now. Um, I know he's probably not going to be there at number whatever um, when the Magic pick at probably um, number 16. he would probably be gone way before then. Um, am I wrong about that? Probably. Um, you know, it, it's funny. The, the Magic have done a nice job in putting some pieces together, mm-hmm. but I still think they need somebody to put the ball in the basket. And that's why I think they'll take a shooting guard. I, 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 could it be Langford, somebody like that? I don't know, but I just think they're going to get they're going to get a shooter. I, another guy I would like, but I know I don't know what's going to happen with him. The the guy that shot the three really well for Virginia, uh, Kyle Guy, but I know he'll probably be a high draft pick um, because he can shoot the ball really well in today's NBA, and they need guys like that. And um, I think when this draft is over and looking back five years from now, I might be wrong. I think Jion Morant will have a will have a better career because you, Steph Curry it took him a little bit of time to develop. It, one thing that I I don't ever get would be people talk about can't miss and you know and all of this and that. I like to give a draft pick at least five years and um, stuff. And uh, my, one of my favorite Beatles songs is Hello and Goodbye. Um, Hello goodbye. I okay. know the be- Huh? Yeah, hello, goodbye. Yeah, uh, and I only—I'll be honest, I'm—I'm I'm a one-year. I only know the Beatles because of my dad. He uh, brought me up on them and stuff, and I had to. Good for your really dad. Great group. Good for your dad. Smart man. Oh well, thank. Um, and I want to say, you know, I give the Yankee credit yesterday. They're they're built the way they are, and um, you know, I was thinking about it yesterday. I think one of the things that hurt baseball and why the NFL does so well. It could they have a hard salary cap. You think I'm wrong about that? Mm. Well, I, wrong is not the right word here, Jeff, but mm-hmm. I think you're talking apples and oranges. I think fans are going to – if the NFL didn't have a salary cap, right, they still have yeah. holdouts. Yeah. They still have guys who don't – look at what Le'Veon Bell did. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So just because you have a salary cap doesn't guarantee you're not going to have players who are going to be willing to sit out or you know not play for part of a year or whatever. I think just you're talking about the. I, I believe I saw this on ESPN or I read it somewhere. The average age of a viewer of baseball is 57 years old. The sport has just not done a good enough job of getting to young kids. You to, know, one thing I heard, you were talking about how the Afro-Americans not playing. I kind of wish the owners would not have done this. I think with a, a draft pick, like an MLB draft, I think the, with the general manager and stuff, I think African, if like you could give a slot bonus of like $35 million for a first-round draft pick, I think a lot more African-Americans would be willing to play. Because if you collect a check right before you play, Steve, for $35 million, I think a lot more guys. But I know um, the ownership doesn't want to do that, and um, that would be probably too much money for one guy to, and wait for him for five years. And if he doesn't work out, uh, then they get mad. They feel like it's a waste of money. And but it's not, I it, think it's so- not the amount of money. I, and, again, I'm only telling you because um, I, I've asked – 
some friends who are African-American who played the sport. But, uh, and th- it's well, not well, the amount of money necessarily. It's how long it takes you to get to the big leagues, where in the, in the NFL you're drafted, you go to the NFL. And in the NBA, you're drafted, you go to the NBA. You don't have to wait. In baseball, you do. But would you fetch it the money? To, if we had, like, a silent bonus, would you equivalent to being a first-round draft pick? you think it would help? No, I, mean, I think there's enough money given to baseball. I, I don't think that's the issue. Okay. Um, I think uh, the rake because of how horrible we were, I think uh, Morton, even though he lost the last time, I think we get it done tonight. And I'm really looking forward to the guy they called up for tomorrow, and Zach Gallinger. And um, I think tonight, Steve, with Chatwood going, I think the Mets get to him because um, he doesn't pitch very well, and that's why he's in the bullpen and stuff. I, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say the Mets win, but I think they get like five runs in the first couple innings. And um, I just right. want to say I appreciate yourself. Yes, sir, Jeff. Bye. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, hello, D. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. You uh, the the first segment you're talking about why you haven't heard from any Miami fans. Uh, you're not going to hear from them, Steve, because they they know they're at a disadvantage. They 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 couldn't call you up and tell you logically how could they win this game. All they could probably tell you is, oh, it's a rivalry game. That's basically only logic they could come up with because you know they they have some nice individual players. You know. Uh, you know, Garvin, the defensive end, is a nice player. Uh, other than the linebacking core, that's probably where they, they they have an advantage over Florida. But other than that, uh, Florida has the advantage across the board. And, you know, we're, uh, you know, a seven-point favorite as of now. I expect that to go up. I'm not saying Florida can just roll their helmets out and beat Miami because it is a rivalry. But, again, uh, this, this isn't uh, the 2001 Miami. This isn't the 90s or the 80s Miami's. Uh, first year head coach. So again, they they couldn't call you up and, and tell you uh, one one logical uh, give you a logical reason why they would win that game on the twenty fourth. I've got one. It's a stretch. Yeah, but I've got one. Okay, what is Miami's strength? Defense. I, I yeah, defense. Right. Defense. Right. So if your defense holds down Florida's offense, you score enough points, you know, we can win 20-17. to 17. I'm stretching, but you yeah. get where I'm going. Right. But, I mean, they had – I mean, their whole second – I think they had three of their four secondary guys drafted. So, I mean, I think they only returned Bandy. Like I said, their linebacking core is nice. I like that. And, you know, they lost their best defensive tackle in Gerald Willis. And, you know, they don't have a lot there. So – Again, I, I know we'll get to that game later, but like I said, you're not going to hear from any Miami fans. And that's uh, too bad, really, because right. I think this is great. Now, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, Bandy in the secondary I think is pretty good for them. You know, Ford on the defensive line I think is pretty good for them. They've got some guys defensively that I think can play. And Diaz, now here's, again, he knows Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen knows him. Good yep. chess match here. <laughs> uh, hit on the draft, Steve. Uh, it's going. The draft is basically going to start after three, so it's going to be interesting to see what teams like, you know, Boston, Atlanta, those teams that have multiple 
uh, first round. I think the Hawks have three first round picks, and yeah. I know the Celtics have three. So it's going to be interesting. I don't, I don't see. I know Danny Ainge and Travis Slink don't want to draft three rookies. Uh, they want to move up and, and and take someone. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know where those what what those teams do, and uh, you know this free agency thing, man. It's, it's going to be crazy, man, because now I'm here in Brooklyn. It's kind of backing off of Kyrie Irving because you know they they don't want to bring him as a just a one guy. They want him and maybe Kevin Durant. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes because of the fallout of uh, what happened in Boston. I'm a I'm a big time Celtics fan, and that uh. It's amazing that this guy, what this guy's reputation is right now, man. They don't, they don't want anything to do with this guy, man, because they figure he's destroyed the franchise. <laughs> and, and I don't know that that's fair, but I get it. I right. certainly get it. I mean, he went from, you know, gosh, we're Celtics fans. We're so happy to have Kyrie to get out. You know, don't let the door hit you on the butt on the way out. And that's unusual. In one year, in one year's time, so yeah, and 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 the Celtics, you know, from watching them during the year, they were kind of a train wreck, you know. They and the fact that Horford couldn't come to a deal there. I mean, all it doesn't it doesn't take a lot, and this is the beauty of sport. Okay, right. look look what's happened to Golden State and Boston just in a few months' time. It's amazing. Sports, man. Anything could happen. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. All the all of it, they went from the you know, Boston start of the year was if not the favorite in the East, certainly one of them. And we yeah. all know what Golden they, State was. And now it's like where's what direction is Boston heading and can we put healthy bodies out on the court come next fall? Right. Well, the NBA drama is going to be uh, great, Steve, and I'll, I'll be calling you for sure. So uh, at least you'll have one phone call during the summer. <laughs> yeah. All right, D. Thank you for that. Okay, Thank you. Um, yeah, I, but I, and maybe D's right. I mean, maybe for a change, Miami fans have shut up because I mean, look, they they their offense last year was it, it looked like Florida's offense a few years ago. It did. It was awful. It was awful. And they had no quarterback play. But defensively, they're good. And, and I don't – And now, look, Florida could go score 40 on them. I get that. But I do think that is, without question, the strength of their team, even though they did lose some guys to the draft. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. Facebook Live, a question to Sarah. She'll pass it along. As you call in today or email, favorite Beatles tune. Just wondering what that is. Rob, welcome to the show. Hey. Rob, what? you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, got you now. Okay. Hey, yeah, just a quick question. I'll take it off the air. What if, um, I know you, you're good friends with Brad, and um, I'd like to know what his future looks like. Does he does he want to coach some more? Is, he, is there any openings available, and do you think he will? And I'll take it off the air. Okay, thank you. Um, Brad is a baseball guy. That it, that's there's only that's about the best way to put it. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Brad went back to being a scout. You know, I I don't know at this point in his career in his life if he wants to go back to the college route. Um, but I know, I know 
he's been contacted by several big league teams to be a scout. He, he is very well respected in that regard. Uh, BB says, congrats to Vandy. They had the more complete game. Rocker did a good job. Still hoping State makes it out of the loser's bracket. This is in the College World Series. At 255, is Rocker one of the heaviest pitchers you've seen? Is there any correlation with weight, size, and longevity or lack thereof for pitchers in MLB? Randy Johnson was big. He lasted a long time. They didn't weigh a lot. Um, CeCe Sabathia is kind of thick. He's lasted a long time. I just think it depends. Um, also, uh, do you think it was one of Coach Martin's better coaching jobs since he got a team that couldn't hit to Omaha? Yes, without question. And I, saw, I think you saw in Omaha the Achilles heel of this team. They can't hit. They, they relied on walks. And when you don't walk them and you throw quality pitches to them, they have trouble hitting. Also, so will Michigan's longer rest be a factor? Mm, could be. But like I, I picked Vanderbilt at the start of this. I'm not going away from it. Um, his favorite Beatles song, A Hard Day's Night. Um, also, uh, uh, and uh, BBI will tell Joe nameth that tomorrow if I can remember to do so. David says, odd to hear of records being stripped while the NFL welcomes these characters like Lawrence Taylor, Druggy. Well, remember, I don't think there's any sport that is immune to this, right? I mean, if you stop and think about basketball, baseball, football, they've all had their share of characters. So I, I think it's unfair, David, to throw shade at one league and not the other because I think we see this all the time, right? And, and I think not so much in baseball for whatever the reason, um, but there you go. 119, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Call us up, talk some sports tomorrow. Joe Namath, scheduled to be with us. Talk about his new book. It'll be Friday. We'll have known about the NBA draft. Get your reaction to that. But today, plenty of time to call. We hope you do here on Sports Scene. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Brett DioGuardi. The College World Series continues tonight at 8 p.m. Mississippi State faces off against Louisville in an elimination game. Winner of the game will face Vanderbilt on Friday at 7 p.m. The Tampa Bay Rays will look to get back on track tonight against the Oakland Athletics. The Rays were recently swept by the AL East leading Yankees in a three-game series. Charlie Morton is on the mound for the Rays and first pitch is set for 10.07 p.m. The NBA Draft is tonight at 7 p.m. and Zion Williamson is all but set to become the newest member of the New Orleans Pelicans. There's been plenty of trade rumors going on about the draft, beginning with the fourth pick. It'll be interesting to see what happens. For ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, I'm Brett DioGuardi. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I don't understand. I simply do not get it. I can't figure out why you haven't made the switch to Sun State Federal Credit Union. 
Maybe you don't know the difference between a bank and a credit union. The biggest one? A credit union is owned by us, the members, not by a group of faceless business people somewhere. Sun State Federal Credit Union is a local cooperative that's sole purpose is making their members' life better. You can find Sunstate on the web at sunstatefcu.org and be sure to like them on Facebook. Sunstate Federal Credit Union, federally insured by the NCUA. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Are drug and alcohol problems hitting you too close to home? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. 800-707-9709 800-707-9709 That's 800-707-9709 Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about genetically modified ingredients? Don't like them. Artificial flavors and colors? No thanks. Clean ingredients? Now that I like. When you care about what's in things and what's not, shouldn't your vitamins be clean too? Sundown vitamins are all clean all the time. Non-GMO, free of gluten and dairy, with colors and flavors from real food. We even have USDA certified Sundown Organics and kids vitamins too. When you're living clean, choose clean with Sundown Vitamins at supermarkets, drugstores, or on Amazon. Hey, it's Zach from the Tailgate. Happy Thursday to everyone out there in radio listening land. Jeff will be out today, but we'll have a guest in studio, and we'll be getting you ready for the 2019 NBA Draft, the latest news coming out. We'll be taking your phone calls from 4 to 6 right here on the Tailgate. Where's Jeff today? I have to text him and see what's happening. Welcome back to Sports Scene. A lot of time to fill here. Um, all right. I'm going to bring up the subject that I said was very touchy. And uh, I'm only doing it to tell you that this is the world now that we live in. When I do this, I am not taking a stand. I'm not doing anything. But it, it is an interesting topic. I got this off of uh, ESPN.com. Three Connecticut girls who have run high school track have filed a federal discrimination complaint saying that a statewide policy on transgender athletes has cost them high finishes and possibly college scholarships. Okay? The complaint asks for an investigation of the policy and orders that would make competitions, in their words, fair. The complaint also cites Title IX uh, aimed at equal rights in sports for females, female athletes. This is a quote um, from legal counsel. Girls deserve to compete on a level playing field. Women fought long and hard to earn the equal athletic opportunities that Title IX provides. Allowing boys to compete in girls' sport, sports reverses nearly 50 years of advances for women under this law. We shouldn't force these young women to be spectators in their own sports. Now, the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference, which governs high school sports there, says its policy does follow a state anti-discrimination law 
requiring students to be treated in school according to the gender with which they identify. Which means athletes can compete according to their expressed gender identity as opposed to their sex assigned at birth. Would you want to be in the middle of that? But that's where the world is. And we'll see where it goes. But I found that interesting. Um, Speaking of uh, college football and recruiting, Oklahoma gets a verbal commitment from a top quarterback in the 2021 class. Um, And again, Florida was in the mix for Brock Vandegrift. Okay, Uh, he had Auburn, Clemson, Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee. He is apparently a pocket passer, 6'3", 200-pounder, and he's from Georgia. So see, how about that? That's what recruiting is. Georgia just got a state of Florida kid, and Georgia just loses an in-state kid. Um, And remember, uh, Georgia has had the state of Georgia. Trevor Lawrence is from Georgia. Emory Jones is from Georgia. Justin Fields, Georgia. Um, so there you are. Um, but now this is where the rich get rich. Er, Oklahoma now has its third highly rec- recruited quarterback in four classes. Tanner Mordecai in 2018 was then the number one ranked dual threat quarterback. And then Spencer Rattler. And they don't have a quarterback in the 2020 class um, as of yet. I just wanted to update you on recruiting because I know a lot of people follow it and like it, but the Gators do lose one um, today. All right, we got a half hour. Need your calls, Okay. Uh, there is a couple of afternoon baseball games today, Cleveland, Texas, Colorado, Arizona. Um, I will tell you this. We sit just past the middle of June, and the All-Star break is coming up. And great email from Billy here who says, Steve, do you think that there would be any manager fired before the All-Star break? Honestly, and I'm not saying it's because I'm mad at my team, but I think the manager that's got a chance to be fired is the Mets manager. Remember, the Mets had all this pitching, and once again they've been hit hard by the injury bug. The Mets are four games under 500. Washington, also, Martinez there may be a candidate, they're three under 500, but they're playing better um, of late. So I just think those are the ones maybe that uh, have a chance. But other than that, don't see it. Daryl says, with Mike Martin retiring, who do you think FSU is going to promote well? And he says, favorite Beatles song, Hey Jude. Um, I think it all, it, it's either, it's Mike Martin or the field. Mike Martin Jr., but I, I'm gonna, I've said this before. 
if you were sure Mike Martin was going to be your coach, Mike Martin Jr., then why wouldn't you have already said it? Why take? Why have any drama? Why have anything to? Because wouldn't you want to do that for recruiting, continuity, and all of that? Or maybe FSU feel like you know what we just just because it's his kid, we can't just anoint him, so we have to go through the process and then perhaps name him as the coach. Um, but we'll find out. Uh, the coach at Chipola. I know has been a name bandied about for Florida State um, as well. And we got one more email here. This is uh, Alan. Lost my place in my email there for a second. Um, Great question. Alan says, um, Steve, you had Mark Wise on the other day. Always enjoy listening to him. You mentioned, both of you did, about programs that might get in trouble, but you didn't elaborate. Can you elaborate a little bit? Um, The only thing I can tell you, Alan, is this came from the NCAA vice president who publicly and on the record said that before or around the start of July, there were going to be some, in his words, major programs that would be hit with sanctions or whatever that is. So that's all I know. And, you know, the, the programs that have been talked about, Kansas, Arizona, um, LSU, but we'll have to wait and see. Michael will talk to us. Michael, hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. I was uh, just wanting to get your opinion on the Vandy Whistler out there in Omaha. Mm-hmm. How they... Uh, not necessarily whether he has the right to be whistling or not, but how relieved are you to, to not have to hear that right now? Well, I think the way that um, they went about that yesterday, I mean, if you, if you remember, he still whistled. Right. But I think it was uh, kind of a compromise in that, you know, I'll only whistle during a rally or if we're winning or something to that effect. Um, right. So I think it's embarrassing. You know, do you do, do you? No, I don't think ESPN would even show it. They'd be right. stupid to. But what if they really went up and escorted this guy out and threw him out? I think a part I, of the crowd would cheer. I think. Yeah, people, I I was there in in Hoover, um, and he was in there. Now he sat in a lower section and people complained and they moved him to uh, a general admission seat. But um, I, I found it very annoying, but but I think people might have rallied around him had he done that. And, and the other half, I'm sure, would have been ecstatic. Right, and that's the thing. You know, I, I talked about this yesterday where I get it. You know, can he be annoying? Or both of them, actually. There's two whistlers. Can they be annoying? Yes. Uh, Jeff and I hear it all every two years, you know, because yep. he, the one guy, sits not too far away from the press box to our left is actually where he sits. And you can hear the, you know, pretty clearly. Um, but that's, he has the right to do that. And what I do think, though, is going to happen because of this is that especially in the SEC 
Now, I don't know how many games they go to, you know, in the league. I know they've been in Omaha, but, you know, do they go to Gainesville? Do they go to Starkville? I don't know. But maybe schools will now pass something that says, you know, you can't make artificial noise or, you know, whatever that is. That reminds me of, uh, don't they have a similar rule for football, but it doesn't seem to affect, um, like, for example, Starkville, like with the cowbells. Right. They, they, everybody kind of looks, you know, the other, the other way. way. And I think part of that was tradition. You know, they'd always right. sort of been there. Um, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do it, but we won't enforce it kind of deal. Right. All right, yeah, I just thought that was that was interesting. I tend to, to agree with you on all that. Uh, I don't love it. I don't love listening on the radio. Um, it's kind of amusing, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. He can be – it can be annoying. I, I get that. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, there's a, ESPN had a column on this today, too. And apparently um, they had a woman – this is their term now. They had, quote, an onslaught unquote, of complaints, uh, both inside and outside the stadium. Um, They got emails and calls about the dude. And the ballpark policy apparently prohibits, quote, disruptive noisemaking of any kind, unquote. So now, you know, what's disruptive? (sighs) You know, so, but I I guess they reached some sort of a compromise where he whistled less, and then it was okay. Yeah, sounds, sounds okay. good. All right, Michael, thank you. Right, I appreciate your call. call. Yep. Um, and you know what? There should be some kind of a happy medium with that. 134, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Friends, food, and drinks, it's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown's the hottest restaurant and rooftop bar in Gainesville. Located right across the street from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, The Social is where Gators gather before, during, and after Gator games. They have dozens of huge TVs so you can keep up with all the games. And you're going to want some drinks. Happy hour is 4 to 7 on weekdays and all day Sunday. Yeah, you heard right. All day happy hour on Sunday. Speaking of drinks, you know a bar is good when they have a beer named after them. And Gainesville's own First Magnitude has produced Socially Awk Red, a special blend that's only available at the Social at Midtown. Hungry? The Social has some of the best lunch specials in town. There's different events and specials every night of the week. See what's happening today at thesocialgnv.com and follow them on social media. Hang with friends, watch the game, enjoy the beautiful weather on the rooftop, and have a beverage or two. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Are you missing one or more teeth and wondering, what are my options? Or do you wear dentures and wish for a more permanent solution? Then this message is for you. I'm Dr. Art Maury of Exceptional Dentistry, where we take great pride in helping clients replace missing teeth or dentures with dental implants. And we don't refer you out to another office. Our team places dental implants start to finish with one doctor. You can see our work and learn more about us at ExceptionalDentistry.com or call and schedule your consultation today at 332-6725. At the office, your days are a blur and it can be a grind. That's why you live to find your downtime in the dirt. 
We get you. Gatorland Kubota helps you get it done. From all the equipment you could need to a service department that knows how to keep it running right. Everyone needs a little me time. You get yours on the back of your Kubota tractor. When it comes to the right equipment to get the most out of what you really work for, we get you. And we have a Kubota for every job. Gatorland Kubota, Northwest 13th Street in Gainesville. Online at GatorlandKubota.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see more sunny breaks this afternoon than we have seen in recent days, but scattered showers and storms, they will still develop, and the best chances of those will be from Gainesville North this afternoon, diminishing after 4 o'clock. High temperatures in the lower 90s, lower to mid-70s for tonight. Another chance for storms on Friday, but lower chances than what we have seen earlier in the week. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ray Hawthorne. Hey, this is UF alum Aaron Andrews, and you're listening to WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. About the 20 minutes left in the show today. Um, I love this email in a way. Glennon Ocala says, was a high school freshman in New Jersey in 1963. For whatever the reason, I absolutely despised the Beatles. Even after all these years, they still do nothing for me. So I guess my favorite song was the last one ever played. Yikes. Oh, boy. Um, Tommy says, uh, as far as Miami, Florida... Miami's beaten Florida many years because they play with their backs against the wall, Miami against the world. They have a passion to beat Florida more so than Florida's passion to beat them. They have the little brother attitude. Uh, In my opinion, culture has a lot to do with who plays a particular sport, economics, not race, being the biggest indirect factor. Well, that's what I kind of said, and that's, again, coming from people I respect in the African-American community about economics, um, that a lot more kids are playing basketball and football, and it's a quicker path to becoming a pro. Uh, and he says, all the Beatles songs are great to pretty good. All right. Let's get to Bob. Bob, hi. I see. Yeah, on the Beatles, I have to kind of agree. I you know, wasn't a real big fan of them early on, but as they progressed, um, some of this stuff really got, pretty darn good for the times like the white album i I totally love the white album and heavy road as well um and and they were i don't know uh many years back there was a a pretty wide uh survey of professional musicians worldwide like about 700 of them if i recall correctly to uh to rate the bands over the years, the rock bands over the years, as far as who was number one. And uh, it, they started the countdown, and it went on for days and days until finally they got up in the top couple, and, and number two was Rolling Stones, and number one was Beatles. And that was by professional musicians all over the world. Um, so if you didn't get it, it's because you weren't alive at that time, and I don't know. But now the Whistler thing, I I don't understand this whistler thing, guy. And I can whistle. When I whistle, I can whistle so loud in the football games. The people in front of me have to put, plug their ears up. But I only whistle, you know, for third down, if the other team's going for third down, or if there's a really good play. Um, and But in baseball, 
I never could figure out, is he whistling to to disrupt the pitcher or whistling to disrupt the batter? I never could figure it out. Of course, I didn't know he was a bandy fan. Well, he's usually not whistling to disrupt. He's whistling to support Vanderbilt, usually. Like, in other words, if they're in the middle of a rally, you know, he'll start the – he'll start doing that. Well, I just – I'm like um... – I guess a number of other people. I, I just couldn't figure out what he was doing and, and the purpose of the whistling, and it was just irritating me. But hey, uh, if that's what he wants to do, I, you know, personally, I think it's uh, obnoxious. <laughs> well, <laughs> but to Vanderbilt now, and look, and I'm not going to sit here and speak to Vanderbilt because I don't know if a majority of their fans care. But I can tell you from being at Vanderbilt over all these years, and seeing him there, um, I think Vanderbilt fans understand who he is, what he does, and they accept it. And if they okay, don't like well, it, they move away from him. Yeah, well, that's, you know, hey, that's cool. That's, you know, if, if they support that and they understand what he's doing, then fine and good. I'm, you know, don't have a problem other than it's kind of irritating. Um, all right. Now, now, Steve, will you bring me up to speed a little bit? Because I haven't been able to read my paper lately. And for some reason, though, I can't find the College World Series games on ESPN on the uh, on my satellite. What's going on out there? Well, they're, they're on ES- – well, the reason why they weren't on ESPN the other day was because of rain. They were delayed by rain, so they had to play uh, – they had a they had to play Louisville Auburn yesterday, which was delayed. Louisville won that. Auburn is eliminated. Then uh, Vanderbilt beat Mississippi State, so Vandy is unbeaten, and Mississippi State's in the losers bracket. And Texas Tech beat FSU, so FSU is eliminated. Uh, well, uh, okay. Too bad for the for the Knowles. I you know don't feel a lot of pain there, but. Uh, I kind of, you know, I'm like, I want the SEC to do very well, and if Vanderbilt takes it all, I'm, you know, a little envious of it, but uh, I, I say go SEC. All right, and, Bob, uh, thank you, sir. Well. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir, there. appreciate your call. Yeah, two teams in, two teams out uh, from the SEC. Uh, but currently, as Red Barber would say, Vanderbilt and uh, Michigan in the catbird seat. Patrick says, uh, all-time Beatles song, Yesterday. Okay. John, if you look at the rankings in the mags, they play, Texas A&M plays teams ranked 1, 2, 3, 7, 20, 30, and 32. They rank them 10th to start the season, but project an 8-4 and four record. That schedule is one of the most difficult I've seen. If they win eight games, they should be top 10. Thoughts? They won't be top 10 at 8-4. and four. No way. No way. Because a loss is a loss is a loss is a loss. Right? Look at South Carolina's schedule. They, are, I believe South Carolina is the only team that plays uh, three teams that were representative in the uh, college football playoff a year ago. Right? They play Alabama. They play Georgia. They play Clemson pretty tough so so but but i get the point about the schedule john 
But I, but just because your schedule is tough, you have to win those tough games. That's what elevates you. If you lose them, okay, is it a quality loss, I suppose? Yes, but you still lose. So eight and four ain't going to get you in the top ten, in my opinion. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. I love this one. Uh, Charlie emails and says, Steve, one of the reasons why you're not going to get Miami fans calling this time of the year is for, in my opinion, two reasons. One, it's too far away. And number two, they haven't had time to rehearse their lines. Wow. Okay. Wow, Charlie. All right. Because it, it is, and, and, and again, if I really do want a Miami fan to, I, I really believe that Miami would rather beat Florida than Florida State any day of the week. Even though they are in the same league and all of that, I, I just think, and, and I see that in baseball. You know, when Florida goes down there, now recently Florida's owned them. But before that, I mean, there was a lot of venom in that series. And, you know, Miami got to a regional this year, so you'd think they're going to be a little bit better. So when Florida goes down there next year, you know, you may see some of that again. But I really do think they would rather beat Florida than Florida State every day of the week. But Miami fans are notorious front runners. They've always been that way and probably always will be that way. And so now you got nothing to be front runner about. You know, there were some Miami fans in the stands in baseball and they were holding up fingers for how many national championships they'd won. Okay, great. When was the last one? I mean, if I go to a school and uh, they hold two fingers up, right? You won the championships in 1948 and 1954. What does that mean to the, to the person who's in that stadium right then and there? That means absolutely squatola, right? So, again, if you're going to do that and you want to do the you thing, you know, that's great too. And back in the day, you were really good. Take nothing away, right? When's the last time you won anything? So that, that's part of it. Uh, Jim says, we used to have football tickets in Section 7. There was a guy who sometimes sat next to us who would whistle as loud as he could, that piercingly loud kind, when the Gators were on defense. We reached a very reasonable accord. He agreed to stop whistling in return for not missing any body parts. <laughs> uh, and he says, a second vote for Rocky Raccoon for the Beatles, favorite Beatles song. Jim, you threatened him? Wow. Well, it worked, I guess, right? I guess you could say it did. That's funny. 147, time check brought to you by Hey Jewelry. Final segment coming up. Stay with us on Sports Scene. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Brett DiLgardi. The College World Series continues tonight at 8 p.m. Mississippi State faces off against Louisville in an elimination game. Mississippi State is coming off a 6-3 loss to Vanderbilt, while Louisville recently defeated Auburn 5-3. Both teams have lost to Vanderbilt, who is currently undefeated in Omaha. The NBA draft is tonight at 7 p.m. Zion Williamson is expected to be the first selection off the board. Outside of the first three picks, there has been plenty of speculation. 
Many teams have been attempting to trade up, such as the Atlanta Hawks. The Tampa Bay Rays will look to get back on track tonight against the Oakland A's. The Rays were recently swept by the Yankees in a three-game series. Charlie Morton is on the mound for the Rays, and first pitch is set for 10.07 p.m. For ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m., WRUF, I'm Brett Dilgardi. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m., WRUF. Brought to you by Gatorland Kubota. Gainesville, your land, your lifestyle. Gatorland Kubota gets you. When veterans return to civilian life, they deserve your recognition and support. Help put vets to work by donating your car, truck, or van to Patriotic Hearts. Your tax-deductible donation will support programs to help vets find jobs or even start their own business. For fast, free pickup of your vehicle 24-7, running or not, call 800-889-4952. For 24-hour response, call 800-889-4952. That's 800-889-4952. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell. I want to talk to you guys and ladies who are experiencing hair loss. It can be from heredity, illness, reduced testosterone, or other factors. But whatever the reason, you should know about the Neograph hair restorations offered by Dr. John W. Tyrone, Photo Gainesville's best plastic surgeon. Neographing is a virtually painless process that uses your own good hair and plants it into your balding areas. I've seen how this process works. It's nothing short of amazing. Take years off your appearance and boost your self-confidence with hair restoration by Dr. John W. Tyrone in Gainesville. Check it out at Gainesville Hair Training. Transplant.com. I don't understand. I simply do not get it. I can't figure out why you haven't made the switch to Sun State Federal Credit Union. Maybe you don't know the difference between a bank and a credit union. The biggest one? A credit union is owned by us, the members, not by a group of faceless business people somewhere. Sun State Federal Credit Union is a local cooperative that's sole purpose is making their members' life better. You can find Sunstate on the web at sunstatefcu.org and be sure to like them on Facebook. Sunstate Federal Credit Union, federally insured by the NCUA. Hey, it's Justin Tyler here for Okito America, and I'm going to tell you all the great things that Okito America is all about, but I think my son Grayson can put it together in one simple sentence. It's awesome. Okito America is the best. That's right. Okito America is great. They're family-oriented, and they instill a lot of confidence and values. And if you're looking for a place for summer camp for your kids this summer, you want to check out Okito America. Plus, they've been voted Best Birthday Parties and Best Martial Arts in Gainesville. If you want full days, half days, or individual days, they are available for the entire summer for ages 3 and up. Contact Okito America today, 6900 Southwest Archer Road, or find out more at okitoamerica.com. This is Florida Gators women's basketball head coach Cameron Newbauer, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, and RUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Welcome back for our final segment. Sarah's going to pass along a uh, Facebook Live question. So, uh, Sarah, what do you got? So, Stephen Wheeler asked, Steve, you know Coach O'Sullivan. How hard is it for him not to be in Omaha right now? Oh, real hard. Yeah. Real hard. Um, But I think you could say that, you know, for a lot of coaches. But given the fact of his track record and how many times he's been to Omaha, it's tough. But I but I think it underscores, you know, what the expectation is sometimes of Gator fans that you just, you know, roll out a team and go to Omaha. That's, oof, that's, that's not easy. Chris says, I remember before the Miami Hurricanes joined the ACC, every year they built up huge records, 50-plus wins. This is about baseball and a few losses. Seems like they played every tiny college in Florida to bulk up their record. True. Uh, they did not play a very challenging non-conference schedule. 
I thought back when they joined the conference that the competition in that conference would hurt their dominance in baseball. It does appear it has. They've not won a World Series championship since joining the ACC. Yes, that's correct. I mean, Miami would load up on, and, and most of their games were played at home. So then when the time came to host a regional, guess what? They got a regional. And if they were good enough to win at home, which a lot of times they were, they got to host a super regional. And then the path to Omaha becomes easier. So, yes, that was their formula, Chris, for a lot of years in making it. But they've – and the ACC is a good baseball league. I mean, we've seen that. You know, Louisville and FSU getting in this year. Um, North Carolina, normally good. So it is a good baseball league. Um, before I leave, I want to tell you about the good people at Southeast Car Agency, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Ladies and gentlemen, 40 years in business says something. Longevity. It says about confidence. It says about trust. All those things certainly apply when it comes to purchasing a vehicle from Southeast Car Agency. Remember, they don't have new vehicles. They specialize in bringing to their place of business the best of the best in late model, low mileage, gently used vehicles. Cream of the crop. You can check it out online. Go to secars.com. And remember, you're going to deal with a sales staff second to none. They don't hard sell you. They work with you to make sure you get the vehicle you're looking for at the price you want to pay. When you go see them in person, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at uh, Southeast Car Agency. We've got time for a call. If you want to get one in, got about five minutes left. Always save a couple of emails for the end. So I'll do that. And Eric is our first emailer. And, uh, or I'm sorry, Gordon's our first emailer. He says, I coached Little League Baseball for 13 years, ran a league for five. We only had one or two African-American kids in the six-team league due to cost of uniform, glove, and bat versus a jersey for Little League basketball. I think that does play into it somewhat. Yes. Um, now, Eric's email. Um, Steve, somebody just mentioned about uh, Sully. It's hard to predict this, but do you think the Gators will lose kids from this team? Yes, I do. I mean, there's always attrition of some kind. Now, how many? I don't know. And remember, why do kids leave? Generally speaking, because they don't think they're going to play a lot. Brady McConnell leaving early opens up shortstop, right? So you have that. But if, you, if you're a pitcher and you feel like you know, with all the freshman arms back and all the pitchers they have coming back, except Dyson, well and the freshman coming in, maybe you don't think you're going to get a chance to really pitch a lot. It does happen. Attrition happens. All right, John's going to be our final caller of the day. What's up, John? Hey, Steve. What, on the Florida-Miami, what year did they – was it 87? Was that the last year? Oh, no, they played since then. Well, I mean the, 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 the series. When was the last oh. time they – Oh, boy. Um, I'd have to go back and look. 
I don't know. But it was it was before Spurrier. Yeah, I think late eighties. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, in, in my opinion, Florida cost Miami tens of millions of dollars in their budget by not playing that game. And they replaced that game with teams like Duke and Wake Forest when they joined the SEC, which draws 30,000 people. Florida drew 75,000, 80,000. Just think of the money Miami has lost and how much anger that has to cause, cost them or, or cause them you know, throughout the administration and all the people in that area, the hotel people, the guys that sell burgers. Just think of the impact it has on that community. Yeah, um, and you know you have to go back to that time frame too. Um, what was the benefit? And I don't remember. It's been so long ago. You know, it seems to me Florida dropped Miami, but you know, in other words, if we can't play a year to year, then you know we'll just play you whenever. But the there is a price or a cost, if you will, of joining a league. You can't you now you're you're fortunate that you already have Florida State, but you know, not being able to play Florida every year, I don't think Florida wanted that, if my memory serves me. And uh you move on. Yeah, I think it was the stadium when Florida redid the stadium, they couldn't afford they had to get another home game every year. I think that's why they dropped Miami. Uh, and I think that was right before Spurrier got there. Um, but anyways, thank you, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take care. Yep. It, it, it's going to be good to get them on the schedule again and, and play them. I, I think it's good. Um, and uh, who knows? Um, you know, it's funny. And again, memory dulls. I believe when Coach Spurrier was introduced here, he said that he wanted to resume the series again. Um, but wasn't it because the SEC added another SEC game to the schedule? Can somebody tell me that? Maybe tomorrow I can bring this up again. But I think there was actually a contract signed to do that, and then when the SEC added another game that's when Florida decided we can't do this anymore. I think that's right. But if somebody knows differently, they can tell me tomorrow. And uh, quickly, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. Reports are that Major League Baseball has given the Tampa Bay Rays permission to explore playing in Montreal and moving the franchise. Yeah, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Thanks to Sarah for producing. Joe Namath, scheduled to be here tomorrow. We hope you will be too. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day.